Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired entertainment podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Yo, my family, wagwan. This is episode number 33 of Talk Truth. And this is your boy, the one and only Mario Evan M to the E with you on another Sunday. Here comes the brand new flavor in your ear. Time for new flavor in your, for the young people, Craig Mac, YouTube it. Today I talk about a big episode with one of my good friends, Multipotentialite of course, because you know clearly we're changing the title of the podcast to Multipotentialites Are Us, uh, Stephanie Hava, and we speak about divorce, big, big things. So listen through as she really breaks down her journey, you know, what her expectations were going into marriage and, you know, some of the reasons why it probably didn't work out, um... Divorce, the process of divorce, life after divorce, co-parenting, is a bag of things. I would say whether you're married or you're not married, give it a listen. But before we hop into that, it's a long time when I read no reviews. I'm going to read two reviews um, from Apple. And one of them comes from J at Fly Girl. And she gave us a five-star review. And the title of her review is Authentic. I discovered this podcast while listening to Tammy Tackles Everything. And boy, what a gem. I love the openness and authenticity in each conversation. The Anika episode is one of my favorites to date. But then again, I find a new fave after almost all. Truth really is empowering and we are seeing that with every guest and every episode. Kudos to you, Mario. Thanks for this. I look forward to each new one. And thank for you i guess that's ja fly girl at sign is like a hey, don't ja fly girl yeah 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 yeah. big up yourself thank you for taking the time for giving a review you know these days reviews are hard to come by hint hint but you know when we get them we appreciate them and we always try to read them so big up yourself and thank you for listening i appreciate it um another one comes from oh truth and that's oh exclamation truth oh truth there's no question sign um this person says love loving every episode that's the title and continues to say loving how honest and open these conversations are it always feels like i'm witnessing a veranda discussion with close friends keep them coming and you don't know love sit up on veranda and talk the things in that garden we don't sit out there with that the things yo anyway i'll take my idiot self and come out of this but before i leave guess who is on tiktok so for the people with kids TikTok is an application that you download and you can lip sync, you can create your own audio, you can do choreography, you can do a bag of things, you can put, yo, the app is so powerful. Filters, transitions, slow motion, speed up, like it is super powerful and it's awesomely a space for awesome creativity. And for anybody who's frowning on it and thinking it's like a bag of foolishness for your picnic, yo, take a look in TikTok, go through the discover, see if you don't get swallowed watching videos of people being silly and i think it might be a good escape for a pandemic just saying that said my name on tiktok is at mario evan ja and i'm acting the fool over there so whereas over here is serious sometimes over there 
is sheer, sheer madness. Um, follow me. All right, guys, let's get to this episode. All right, guys, welcome to this episode of Talk Truth. And guess what? I have someone who I've always wanted to have on the show for a while. And um, it's my fellow multipotentialite friend, sister in music. Um, welcome. You know what? I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Welcome. Welcome to Talk Truth. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Like, this is such an honor for me. You know, I am your number one. Well, I'm going to contend with a lot of people out there. I'm one of your number one listeners. But hey, guys, I am Stephanie Hava. I am a recording artist. I'm an author. I'm an entrepreneur. And I leave it at that for now. <laughs> She's a singer. She's a songwriter. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. All of those you things. You can't leave those two out yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let me tell you, I have to do like a background. I've known Stephanie for many years and we've shared many stages, oh, yes. um, at performance stages. Um, and when I have performers on this show, sometimes I tend to not want to talk to them about music, even though they have wonderful creative stories to tell. Um, so today I wanted to engage Stephanie. We discuss some topics we could speak about and Stephanie's been through some stuff. Yeah, I have. Oh my gosh. And um, today we're going to actually talk about divorce. Yes. Wow. And Steph, you're the first person I'm doing a remote podcast with because of this COVID madness. Yes. History has. Yes. I'm yeah. History, history is in the making. In this talk truth. By the way, can I do, can I do it? Can you do what? Talk truth. <laughs> <laughs> You absolutely can do it. I tell you, I want my people do it at them yard now. But I do it every time I listen, and you're about to say that. I'm like, Tuck. my kids are like, are you okay, mom? <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, I, I want to lead this conversation from the beginning. Um, right. Divorce divorce can tend to have a lot of finality to it. So, I mean, before anyone ever gets divorced, not like anyone wants to, right. there is a beginning. And um, I want you to tell me about what your vision was for marriage and, and entering into marriage to start with? Oh, wow. It seems like, like years ago. <laughs> but um, my vision for marriage was definitely companionship and partnership and all those beautiful things that, that I grew up seeing, especially from my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been together for forever. I mean, grandfather, <clears throat> rest, his, rest his soul, um, and my grandmother really modeled for me um, what was possible for two people being together in a marriage. Um, my, you remember how long they were married for? Well, all of my life, all of the life that I have lived here on earth. Right, right. right? Yes. And some before, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and it sounds like one of them passed away. Yes, my grandfather made, it, grandfather. made his transition. Yeah. Um but my parents themselves um, never got married, mm-hmm. um, and and so I had the, the the two different ends of the spectrum as an example. But I definitely knew when it came on to modeling a marriage, my grandparents were it for me, and what I grew up seeing because I, I spent a bit of my childhood growing up with my grand growing up with my grandparents in Saint Elizabeth. I'm right. the country girl, you know, so I, I saw the dynamic of, of, of the, the male role and the female role and, and how it just seemed so seamless and so harmonious. And if there were issues, you know, you never know. 
if they were having any kind of challenges or issues, it just seemed like something that a well-oiled machine. But the thing that struck me about them was, you know, their their friendship and how you know when at the end of the day when I'm sitting up on the, the porch looking out and it just seemed like oh wow we've gone through this day and here we are still together holding hands looking out and giving thanks for life and I thought oh that's so nice and that's what I want to have the details now in in terms of um you know when it came on to things like what does marriage look like in today's society? Um, you know, the, the male roles and the female roles and what is expected. I thought we had done, I covered some of that in premarital counseling, but... That was when you were going into your right, actual marriage. Right, when I was marriage. going into my actual marriage. But what right. I what I realized was that we just scratched the surface because, you know, I think some of the most important questions that we need to ask is what does this look like for you? Right, and that is for you, the person, you, the individual, right. or for the or for you, the partner. What for, for both of us to yeah. ask ourselves and to sit mm-hmm. with each other and to have this discussion? Because I just described what you know, what 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 my picture was, what my example was, my model was, and so you might have had a different one you in your head. In in right, he might have had right. a different one a in different his head, model. and and it's important for for both persons to really be as clear as possible about what this looks like because then once you get once you're married you know and then you start getting to the nitty-gritty of living together and sharing responsibilities and growing children then a lot might come up that 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 may rock your boat and and it don't necessarily have to lead to divorce you understand but it just depends on who you are going into um the marriage Right, so the rocking of the boat is not the issue. Is the fact that you guys both come back to the central, the central theme, or the central right. thing that, and that, that you agreed on. So another point, because um, you know, and then we don't have, we don't all get to know who we are before we do a thing. That's uh, true. Right, we're always getting to know who we are. We're always journeying. Right, so so we're journeying, we're figuring it out. Um, but it's 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 you know to have an idea at the very least of who you are in in in. in in dealing with issues, challenges, problems, and what does this mean? This is new. Are you you're going to storm out? Is that how you resolve conflict, or are right. we gonna are we gonna deal with this? All those things are important um, in in getting into a marriage because it's it's really about not just the love and being in love and the romance and all that. It's, it's about dealing with daily issues, and even if it has nothing to do with the marriage, you know, there's other things you bring home from work and all of these things that can really impact right um or the kind of work that you do (laughs) and how much time it takes up i want to backtrack to your grandparents to lead into another question Mm -hmm. you mentioned you are you had started answering it which was you mentioned the quality of friendship could you list any other standout qualities in how they interacted that you think helped to keep them together yes certainly it was and, and, and I don't think they had sit down, they had sat down and discussed this, but it was not clear, in their day, not yeah. in their day, but it was clear that they both had an understanding of who did what in the dynamic mm-hmm. of, 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 of the relationship. You know, my grandfather would get up, you know, early in the morning. I mean, we lived, um, they lived in, in rural St. Elizabeth and, you know, he was a farmer, he, a man of the soil. And so 
when he got up in the mornings, it was my grandmother understood that she was supporting him in supporting the family. And so, you know, his, his breakfast would be ready because he had to go out. And when he go out, he carry the animals out and then he till the soil and then bring home him or bring home and then once he come home, him food ready upon the counter, upon the table. Right. Right. Um, you know, it, it, as I said, it, it seemed so easy, so effortless that they understood and she understood that she had to take care of the children that were home. Um, and not A lot that, of those roles were set out for us then, though. I mean, so much has changed yeah, over yeah, time. Eh? You're right about that. You understand? Because, I mean, definitely a woman's role in, in, in society on a whole has evolved to right. out of the childbearing taking care of the husband right. cooking, cleaning all of those things it has definitely evolved or expanded i would mm-hmm. say because i, I mean mm-hmm. i think a woman um most women <laughs> i'm not going to speak for all women yeah. still want to you know be able to 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 be a woman in her home in terms of taking care of her family in certain kinds of ways i certainly little I mean, like to do that in terms of the cooking and, you know, not so much the cleaning. I clean, but I will prefer to hire somebody to do that. But I mean, right. And that all comes down to what you were exposed to and then form, you know, your own mental structures around what is right for a woman to do or not, you know? Right. You know, mm-hmm. but further to back to answering the question that you asked. Oh, about the qualities, yeah. They, they knew what their role was in the relationship and you know they executed those roles um very beautifully um and respectfully right and respectfully and i think that's that's another you know thing that i saw i never saw them argue i never um seen them deal with an issue in a contentious way and you know it it almost seemed perfect and i knew even as a child i knew it wasn't perfect but it was it it worked for all intents and purposes for both of them and you know for the grand scheme of taking care of the the wider family at large they made it work all right so so friendship um knowing the roles that they they did and kind of having an agreement on that so I wanted to ask you, when you were getting married, would you say that you guys were friends? What were what were the ben- what were the things that you liked that made you even want to get married? Because there's always wonderful things that make you want to move. There. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'll touch on the cornier things later. But uh-huh. um, I was I came into the marriage with a child. Um, you know, I already had a daughter, and so when I when I met my my ex-husband, you know, we, it, it was, it was a very intense getting to know each other, you know, it happened fast, it roller coastered, you know, it, 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 I'm not gonna um, be mild about that. It, it was definitely something that happened quickly. And one of the things that sold it for me was the fact that, you know, he he never half-stepped about the fact that I had a daughter, that I had a child. And that, and I made it clear from the jump that I'm coming into any situation with a child. And so let me know. If you're okay with this. If you're okay with this, because if you're not, then that's going to be a problem for me because, you know, we're a package deal. And he was very... um, he, there was no question in his mind. He jumped both feet in um, at, you know, the possibility of being with me and, you know, us having 
child a part of the dynamic. And that was one of the things that was very beautiful to me. Um, You having a child wasn't a deal breaker for him. And that's very, very difficult for people to find these days if you have children already. What I'm coming to learn, even though I have none, but I have have (laughs) friends who are in the same space. Yeah. And it's tricky. And then um, I think, too, you know, he was a leader. He was a financial leader. Um, You know, he he was very savvy with finances. And, you know, he the lead and he had it, I mean, even advised me on how to better manage my own money. And, you know, he was very, um, look to the future about money. You know, there was always a conversation about how we will be able to survive days ahead and not just about today. And I think, I mean, not that I needed that much coaching, but I mean, it was just good to, it was to different. Have someone who is it right, was different for me in that space. because, you yeah. know, instead of us just being carefree and spending and whatever, it was, it, it felt like, oh, this is growing up stuff. Right, right, yeah, right. We're we're, adulting. We're, yeah, we're married and we are trying to put some you know, money on and these things. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, and even before we were married, he, he showed me that. I was like, okay. He's he's a responsible, forward-thinking um, person, and I mean, you know, I I neglected to say that in the roller coaster part of it was just to say, you know, we 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 fell very fast, very hard. Um, you know, I think at the time we both needed each other, or uh, we both needed. To, yeah, yeah, you fulfilled something for each other. For each other. Yeah, Remind exactly. me not to forget to ask you about time and timing. Right. And, and, and you're, but I don't want you to say, no, I want to go on top. But I want to ask you down the end about um, time and timing. Yeah. Right. You know, I was, I was single um, for some time prior to being married. And I remember having a conversation with a friend Send and and he asked me what do you want and I said you know what I want I, I don't want a, the dating thing not working out for me you know I, I can't bother with dating a different guy every minute or whatever I want to settle down I want a family I want to find somebody who I resonate with and even if that means being single until him find me or whatever I was okay with that but the dating scene was just something that just were tired of kind of trying out new yeah. things then you- yeah. You don't mind sharing with us how old you were when you got married? I was 26, 25 right, or 26 so, when I got married. So yeah, I would say that's an okay age. I mean, depending on how you look at marriage. You, th- you thought you were young? Um, too young? Or no? no, I do think I was I was, I was. was too young to get married. Um, by age or by mind? Mm, by both. <laughs> by both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, as I said before, nobody really knows who they are. Um, fully at any mm-hmm. given point in time and so we're discovering mm-hmm. ourselves and some of us are creating ourselves mm-hmm. you understand and so but definitely um and there are people who i know who get married at that age who do manage to make it work right. years, so everybody's years journey is so different it's, yeah. it's different it's there's no one thing that works for everybody but for me looking back I think 25 is a little bit too young for me. For you, yeah. Yeah. How long were you married? We were married for three years. Okay. Yeah. And what what do you think? Where where did the shift happen? And and not only where did the shift happen, when did you both recognize that this was no longer good for both of you? Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I don't think either of us recognized it at the same time. 
I think interesting. Yeah, yeah, we kind of played ping pong for a while with that one mm-hmm. because I think. Um, to let those part. I mean, we're trying to keep this thing together, right? Eh? Right. And then I think we, you know, it was, it was, I'm the one who first was like, hey, what's happening here? You understand? And then, you know, the hey, what's happening here? And then, you know, he came into his own realization at some point in time. But by the time he had done that, I had gone through my anxiety about shit. We have, I mean, by the way, we had, um, we added a child to the situation. Right, right. In the three years, you added a child, right? Right. So it was us and two children. And, you know, so by the time he came around to, okay, you know, when I know about this, I was at the point because I, I, I had a lot of anxiety about it. I was at the, oh my God, we have two children. Oh my God, what are people going to think? We only met for three years. You know, I'd right. gone through all the voices so you in were, my head. Yeah, and you then, were kind of thinking about what the people were going to think. Right. And so by the time that he was like, yeah, maybe, you know, this is not working out. I was like, yes, we should work it out. We have children. You understand? We only got three years in. And according to the marriage counselor, most marriages take about seven years before they taper off. Right, right. You know? Right, right. right. You're statistics trying to justify everything, right. but you're, an- you're anxious and you're nervous about anxious, it. And, you know, it was just uncharted territory for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just everything just was coming at me. All the, you know, the voices. Yeah, the voices you know? can be loud. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Um, so he was there and then I was saving, um, I just do everything. And then, you know, I think at one point in time he said, okay, let's try. And I felt like we were trying simultaneously, but mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, he, he had already checked he already into another out. He already checked yeah. into another situation. If you want right, to right. check out, right, out of that hotel, I was in a new hotel. Right. He was in a new still hotel. Trying, but, but still kind of yeah. trying. And, and, and I felt like, and I'm not lying. At that point in time, I felt really slighted because if me did a gate, my 100, like, I um, feel like you did a gate 25. Right. Like, you should have just did say, yo. You understand? It's only 25. It's only 25. Yeah. And of course, we stumbled over each other until one day I was like, eh, eh. This and is even... not what, what, what I... Because let me tell you, I'm a, I'm a very decisive person, mm-hmm. right? My yes is my yes. When I go into any situation, I'm going to tell you something I could do something. Even if I don't feel like doing it the morning when I wake up, I could get up and show up because I already commit to it. I'm going to tell you yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to check my energy. I'm going to check myself. I'm going to say, Stephanie, you said yes. So what are we doing now? And I have that approach to many things in my life. And I had that approach to my marriage. So for me to get to the point where I looked at myself and I said, Stephanie, is this what you are going to commit to and say yes to every day because he said I do because he said for better or for worse right and I looked at it and it literally scared the bejesus out of me I was like no I've, I've listen I'm tr- we know the dreams we grew up with you know as young people of what our lives will look like and at least me know it looked like me being happy laughing smiling you know and I was not and I was not going to subject myself to a life of Gritting my teeth and sucking it up because I said I do. How hard is that moment where you put behind your fears of what people think? You put behind the fact that there are kids involved. You and you and you actually own that. I need to be happy. 
you know what was that like oh it's hard to get that is a pivotal moment you know it is (laughs) it is and you don't get to that point very easily well i didn't Mm -hmm. um because as i said you know i had to consider the children but then too you know there was a, a a the children would go very regularly to the grandparents like on weekends so we could have couple time or you know all of those things and then when there was a point where kids would cry to come back home mm-hmm. the space was just so I, I believe toxic maybe maybe a too much of a strong word but the space was definitely compromised for them energy wise and i think um i myself didn't even notice that at, at you know when it was happening but you know, at some point... And you know that they're little energy sponges, you know. Exactly. And so I realized, wow, the kids weren't even happy to come mm-hmm. back into the space. And then um, there was another thing I noticed. And I mean, only I would notice it, I, I think, because I'm just that kind of person, you know. I had an orchid. And orchids are very, you know... Um, well, no house plant that I brought into the house would thrive. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> they never thrived. And I was yeah. like, wow. No, no, no. Something is off. This is at different levels. But, you know, even outside the energies, though, it really could have been a whole reflection of just neglect as a, as a thing, you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> and I thought about that, too. But, I mean, as I say, it's something that I, my eye would, would my, my spirit would right, pick up. Right, because pick up, yeah. Once, yeah, you would say that. Maybe you never appear in a to the orchid or well, to not neglect to the orchid but i mean just neglect of emotions actually i mean still i'm still on the same tip as you with the energies but you know well that the space wasn't a good space so not even the it plant wasn't, it, it, yeah it was neglect on a whole lot of other things it was mm-hmm. neglect on a whole lot of other things and i think that for him too um not speaking for him but certainly what he's expressed um before is that you know eventually he came around to say hey i was not ready to get married right 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 and And he probably didn't even know that in the moment i mean maybe he didn't maybe some deep deep part of him knew but you know life yeah yeah i think he was just trying to do what he what he thought was right what Mm -hmm. what was right and you know that that, that's an another thing i want to be able to whenever i speak about this to be able to advocate for him in a, in some sort of way because i'm not totally unable to see you know his you know where he's coming from or what he thought and, and how it factored in i just i just wanted to know that a, a decision of that magnitude mm-hmm. should have been made with your whole heart and with your presence your your being your presence of mind um, and being as clear as possible about this is what you want. Because yeah. then when I'm stepping in with my yes, and you're stepping in with my... With a half um, yes. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. I admire you for that. And I'm sure that the position you have now is a position of going through it and maybe looking back. I mean, I'm talking the respect you have for him and advocating for him because I think every time you go through any kind of separation or breakup, you kind of have to put yourself in other person's shoes sometimes. Yeah, and it's and try to understand maybe where they were, and it's it's not com- yeah, but it's difficult. And it's to do. very difficult to do, and I certainly never got here um, quickly. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but sometimes people really get into things thinking one thing, and then they're really not sure, and they yeah. are, they're trying something, and everybody approach things yeah. so differently. And know? that brings me to the the, the, the uh, forgiveness, right? You know, forgiveness because for a gr- for a great deal of time, I was like. 
why did you the Bob Marley has this quote about not engaging a woman's love with no intention of loving her mm. um you know and I, I, I want to find that quote for me you know yeah, I, will. I do. I do because actually, I feel like I live by that a lot. No, um, I find that I will know someone is attracted to me, but if I'm not feeling the same way, I I don't try to engage them. Right. Because I think yeah. it's more destructive to engage them. It is. Them it is. And I felt than like to you breadcrumb. If you had said to me, "Hey, you understand?" Because I, I when we spoke about marriage, you know, I was I was willing to 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 wait out whatever period of time we needed to wait out to get to know each other mm-hmm. um all of that and but but we had a we got pregnant right got but pregnant. And the married but marriage felt like a declaration of his surety probably. yes of the fact mm-hmm. that Sorry. hey we're having Which a child yeah. and you know and we're doing this thing called life so let's do it right and you know i do believe also that you know you know, his parents played a role in 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 in, in, in kind of pushing for it. Yeah, because you know he was becoming a family man, and do it right, then, no? Did you <laughs> want to be married before having this next child? No. Was it an absolute for you? No, it wasn't an absolute for me. Mm-hmm. I just know that whenever I made that decision in my life, I wanted it to be. You know, even the marriage, even the ceremony itself, even the mm-hmm. event itself, mm-hmm. I didn't want to rush into. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a creative, you know, and I, I, I really wanted it to be, um, not lavish, but very, special. but special. I didn't and want to rush into right. I didn't want to rush yeah. into it because I, I wanted it to at least be something I knew that, oh, this was one of the most beautiful days of my life. Um, production wise, creative, right. it might sound to a lot Memor- of people, memorable. But, but I wanted yeah. elements it could- of it that was so us. It could have been four. Could have been four people there. It would have been. It would have exactly. Doves and candles and, oh, <laughs> and yeah. violins. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I, mean, I know what you mean, yeah, it wasn't something I was. I wanted to rush into. Um, so I was willing to wait until you know we settled down, um, for a while, and you know settled into family because we were having a child whether we like it or not. You yeah. understand? And and we had already had one. In in you understand in the house, so it was important for us to find that 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 that, that footing before thinking about getting married. But what, what kind of um stepdad was he to your first child? Ah, uh, that was, it was at first it was very haphazard. You understand because mm-hmm. I mean he was both of them were were thrust into a situation that because she was not used to having. Before that, it was just her and and and, and I. Yeah, she had and, to get to know him. Right, and it was she she was so used to it being her and I for such a long time because you know I was a single parent prior to marriage, and mm-hmm. you know for a new person to be sharing my attention and my affection and that was a little bit challenging was for, for her, yeah. her, and for him. You know, I think he expected because she was a child that she would just gravitate towards him, you know, effortlessly. But that did not happen. Not and, always the case, yeah. right? And there were a lot of moments when I expected him to be the adult about that, and he wasn't. So it was, it was really trippy for me in in, in a lot of you know moments. But yeah. it, it worked. For them, it's a brand new relationship as yeah. well. Eh? I think, I think weirdly, 
their relationship got better post um post marriage then interesting yeah interesting mm-hmm. all right so you guys we need to just jump to you guys have decided to divorce um i know i know all legal things are very um detailed because i know a few people who have had divorces um what was the process like briefly and then we'll take you into another space what was the actual divorce process like legally <laughs> well i think i was very fortunate on on that front because um you know i was thinking about this conversation i think came to me this morning that i didn't even notice all these years is that some of the same people who were there to support us when we were getting married were also some of the same persons who were holding me up and supporting me throughout the process of divorce and um you know trying to find my footing right um and you know a lot of those people were from my church community and so you know when i when i was going through the separation you know my minister recommended I speak to, first of all, she recommended a marriage counselor for me, and then she recommended a lawyer I speak to. And then, right, when I called, I mean, the lawyer I'd already known, you understand? So when I called her about this thing, she literally, because it was a hard, it was a very hard period for me. Mm -hmm. And he had already moved out of the house, and so I was parenting by myself. I mean, not... Right. It's not a single parent situation. Right. He's you guys involved. are co-parenting, but he's We're not physically present anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. He lives in another country. And so the dynamic know, changes. The completely. dynamic changes because I, mm-hmm. I, you know, so I'm thrust into the situation where I'm parenting two girls by myself. Because um, I'm sure when you're married, like if you need to go somewhere and he's home, he will watch the kids right. and go, right? Yeah. And, and then, things like that. Yeah. So that, so we had definitely had that. And, and so now, and I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to find my footing and, you know, being a musician and, you know, leading a creative life, you know, sometimes yeah, a call come and me have to just go and go. all of these things. And then, you know, the issue of money and all of these things. Um, I mean, and, and I want to reiterate, I want to keep reiterating. He's a very, yeah, He's man. a very good father. He's a good and he, guy, yeah. And he does what he needs to do. And I have no issues with that. Never had. Mm-hmm. You understand? Right. And so when I spoke to my lawyer, you know, she decided to take my case pro bono, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I remember only sitting in her office once. And she just, she she did all the, you know, the, the paperwork and stuff. And stuff because mm-hmm. she saw how, how taxing adjusting to life um was for me and you know and and she really just gave me a gift right and i can't speak to the divorce process being <laughs> arduous being, right because yeah you got to tell you it took out it, it it did take a while you know yeah, it takes a while because you're not supposed to be living together for a year you have to be separated for a year right. before you can get a divorce now yeah time. So, and about two things I want to note about the process, going through the process of divorce was, I remember when I got the, um, I don't remember what the document is called, but basically it cites why the divorce is happening. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was just way much too into my feelings, but I remember I just, I told her, my lawyer, that it would be, you know, irreconcilable differences because I feel that never put nobody in the villain 
right um, rule rule we'll just not nah, get along we'll just, again no yeah. more mutually right yeah but i believe when i got the document and i saw me cited as being intolerable wow and some other things i really i said to my lawyer I know you're doing this for free, but I can. <laughs> this goes on public record somewhere, right? And right. for me, I, I cannot have that, especially new, knowing what what you know the stuff that we actually went down. Went down. You, you never know how it are gonna resurface. Yeah, understand, and, right? and mm-hmm. you know some things where did happen where him never really wouldn't want me to tell nobody. Say right, it right. So let's not go <laughs> to talking about. Who did what and what did what? You understand? I was very, very adamant about that being that being changed. You know, well, I, that was just a, that was just kind of like a clerical decision, though. That wasn't him stating those things. Well, or, he, or... no, he did. Okay, got you. So she spoke to you, and she would have to as, as well speak to him. She was right. the lawyer for both of you. No, she, he had his lawyer. Oh, he right. had his lawyer. So, and then I said to her, and she said to me, "Boy, Steph, this is gonna take a while to resubmit." Blah blah blah. And I said, "I do not care." Right, you're like resubmitted. Yeah, yeah, because that's another thing about divorce. People can sometimes use the same lawyer, which might be easier if you guys agree. But a lot of times, people tend to use separate lawyers because they have different needs. The way I was looking at it was okay. We have children. One of them, one of them is biologically. You understand? Mm -hmm. I don't. What once we start getting into what you did, what me did, what I did, right? Then you're going to create a war. It it, it creates too much tension, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. we don't need that. You understand? Mm. Let's just make this as 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 you go and I go and as easy as possible without the tugging and the pulling and the blaming and whatever. Because once we get there, yeah, you're gonna come out the loser. You understand? So let's just not do that. And I believe exactly. I was mm-hmm. very conscientious and conscious mm-hmm. throughout the whole process of separation, divorce, co-parenting, going moving forward. I suppressed a lot of my real emotions just to make sure that the situation was happening in a way in in in, in a peaceful and respectful way, respective, respectful mm. way. And I mean, I had to pay the price later um, because you know when you suppress things, it comes back to you in yeah in in some really hard ways later on. But you know that was a, something a part of the divorce process that that I don't know if other people um, can relate to to that yeah. but that was important to me i don't know you know my lawyer tried to tell me that is it's it's nothing just to get the divorce over with but it was important to me that that the record be let the record accurate, accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know i'm accurate not trying to make you look bad so don't try to right. make you look bad right right yeah tell me a little bit about life after divorce so you guys obviously continue to co-parent he's in another country would you say that you guys are friends um, I'd say today we are friendly. <laughs> I like uh, it, yeah. Yes, we are. Because f- the definition of friends comes with a lot of things, eh? Yes. But I, we're civil. Yeah, we are civil. And, and and we took a while to get here. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it took a while, but we, we had moments of peaks and pits, you mm-hmm. know? And, and in moments of peace, it was so quiet. And things were going so good. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> and then we're doing this and then something happens and then we're back into the pit you know mm-hmm. and and it's like uh you know it was it was a lot of back and forth for a while until yeah. until we, we we got into a very and i mean that happened i believe 
not just as a function of we feeling different or what me do or what him do. Um, I, I think men tend to move on a little bit faster. Depends, yeah. It depends. But I, I think men are capable of doing it, but sometimes it depends on how you're hurt, you know. It's an interesting thing. Or, or how fast you tap out. Well, or when you tap out. It appeared for him that, that it was fast. Yeah. It, it it just happened like in the blink of an eye. Because as I yeah. said, you know, I, I think he had already um, checked in before he had a, he before he moved out. And you notice how I keep phrasing, and it means that he may have checked out prior to in order to check right. in. You know what I mean? mm. Right. So, you know, and, and that happened just almost, you know, instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And I I was grieving. Yeah. I don't make um, no apologies about that. You know, I mean... And the moving on to someone else makes it a little bit more complicated in the mind because then you start to probably compare or, or I don't know, other other voices come up. It, it, you know, it if the person left and they were alone, even though it shouldn't matter if they left and they were alone, yeah. it's totally different than if they left into something else and, quickly. And, yeah. and, and I feel like, especially in the, 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 the way we were conducting our business, because, I mean, you know, we work together a lot. Right. And, you know, and in the space of work and a lot of people just, you know, okay, we're going to have to deal with separation. Now. People are going to know that we're divorced. Mm-hmm. But before they knew that we were separated, they knew that you had someone else. Right. Even I, maybe even before you did? If, no, I did. But it's, I think that we never got a chance to separate in the public eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you have, so then you've getting a, a lot of correspondence, a lot of people calling, a lot of people emailing, a lot of people saying, yeah, this, yo, you know, saying this, you know, yeah, what's yeah. going on, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. so for me, I felt like it could have been dealt with a little bit more integrity and a little more yeah. consideration for me, right? Um, because, you know, I, I, I personally, out of the fact that I didn't want to jump into another situation, and I do not recommend that for anybody mm-hmm. coming out of any relationship, you understand there must be a moment where you really kind of need to just take for yourself, look into yourself and figure out what just happened. <laughs> Why it happened? Why it teach me? What we need to do different next time? You understand? Yeah. Um, but I had to be present for my children dealing with this new normal. Yeah. And I had to grieve it for myself because yeah. nobody goes into a marriage wanting to divorce and as much as we had gone through and as much love that had been lost by the time he moved out i had still this was still something i invested a lot um mentally emotionally and spiritually in and it was no more and so i needed time to just kind of figure out how i feel about all of this even yeah. though i wanted the divorce it still wasn't easy to go through not at all. I don't. I don't think you say kids don't know how hard adulting is. You know, it's like you have to divide yourself up into little pieces. Yeah. So you have you, you have you, the mother, you have you, the wife. You know, yeah. and it's like you have to separate them sometimes to function. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, alright. So that is um. Well, you've been through all of that, but now life continues, right? As life always does. What has dating been like? I and I, I, you may be in a relationship now, but what has dating been like? As, <laughs> A quote-unquote single mother, divorcee. What is life after divorce in the relationship sphere? All right. First of all, let's start with my anxiety about it. Oh, my <laughs> God. 
Right? You know, I'm, you know, I have two kids. I have to now go find another man. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and let's not pretend as if people don't pay attention to these things. They are watching, do. man. You understand? And they, and they may, if they want to take your hand in marriage, they may also want a third child. Exactly. <laughs> it's a whole lot of podcast. And, you know, it's a lot to, to, like, I had to make peace with it myself i had to yeah. open myself to the possibility first of all because i was blocking myself to okay stephanie i was telling myself the things this is gonna be so hard you have yeah did you figure it's not going to happen yeah you're it's divorcee, not going to you understand mm-hmm. that's not really an attractive resume <laughs> you know, to a man and you know and it's real. You're like, you're going to have to go find one old man with done having oh, wife already I'm, and, I'm, and children. Exactly. Right? Him already he's divorced too. He have a couple of pitney right. in one more. 50 with two kids. This is it. <laughs> but then I had to, I had to rein myself in. Right. And, you know, luckily for me, I have some real amazing, insightful friends who know for tell me the things them for empower me and, and be like, are you serious? First of all. Right. Yeah, they- they remind you. Yeah, they remind me of They're who like I am. You're beautiful. Like you're value. amazing, I'm right? Any man. Any man would want to be with you. Even if you have me. You understand? And the truth is, because in my present relationship, one of the first things, one of the first conversations I had was... All right, guys. So she's in a relationship. Just let me ask her. <laughs> <laughs> I said, listen, I do not want a father figure or a right. father for my children. They already right. have one. Big up my ex-husband. He's a great father. You right. understand him doing me for doing his present as much as he can be living in another country and him, him visit and when he visits, he you understand him, him him solid. Right. As solid as it can be as a father. And you know, so I'm not that's not what I'm looking. Because I think right. it's don't come into the space. Father. You know, it's a it's a good thing you're bringing up in Africa. I think I'm just talking without knowing. Mm-hmm. I think as a man, if I was dating a woman who had a children, I think there's a part of me that would wonder if I need to come in here and be a father for them. Just a little part. Right. And, and that, there's anxiety around that. Especially if you've never been a father. Right. And the kid may not need you in that way. Mm. They may not need you in that way. Yeah. So I had to put that out there. You understand? I mm. need, I, I, I want to be happy. I want, I want a partner. You understand? In life and in love. Yeah. You understand? That, that aspect of my life, it's taken care of. If, if it, a byproduct of that is that you and my children develop a nice rapport, a nice relationship, which I hope, of course, that's fine. But you don't have to be daddy. Right. You understand? They have a daddy. All right. So, so Steph, you've really highlighted some good things. So you can enter a relationship thinking it, you want certain things, but it may not be exactly what you want. And that divorce is not the end all and be it of life, even if right. you're a mother. And that you can find a relationship after divorce. And it doesn't have to be <laughs> your number five relationship on the list because all is over. Um, exactly. Comment on, after discussing all this, comment on where people are in their life. So that would be like meeting, timing. Mm-hmm. And also comment on time to heal and time to learn in terms of being with somebody, maybe dating right, them Let me first talk about time to heal. Before um, marrying That them. is important. All right. For, so I guess for, so. For the two questions are when you meet the person in terms of where they are in their life or where you are in your life and the time before you should jump into a relationship. What do you feel about those things? Okay. Um, 
people need time to time to heal. I want to touch on that. Time to heal. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to 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 honor themselves with that time. Um because it's it it when you're in a relationship, when you come out of a relationship, that's a whole lot of information that you learn about yourself, that you learn about other people, that you learn about the dynamics and the concepts that you're dealing with here. And so everybody really should take the time to honor themselves with healing time to just kind right. of zone with yourself. Um, timing of relationships. Um, you know, knowing, I think the time to heal proceeds. And even before, even if you're not coming out of another relationship per se, I think healing happens with many things because we bring things into relationship. And so you must know how ready you are to share um, an intimate space with another person and to be very clear with the person about what your hangups are, what your expectations are, and, you know, what level of a relationship are you ready for? I think sometimes we don't think people can, you know, Handle it. Can handle it. Or you should just give them, just tell them. Just give them because clear communication. Even eh? if it doesn't work out, I promise you, they like you still and they'll respect you more because you showed up authentically and you didn't show up under pretense. You understand about is what you want because people feel it's something that they have to contend with afterwards because then people go into all um, messaging, self messaging about, am I not worthy? Was I not enough? Was mm-hmm. I not? All this time, you just, that's not what you signed up for. Yeah. But you weren't clear about that. And so, you know, we're left to figure out how we feel about ourselves yeah. based on what happened. Yeah. Interesting. Any, you have any, you have any final tips for anyone who probably has been divorced and thinks, thinks that is over or somebody who might be contemplating a divorce? And maybe they're afraid. Okay. In my book, Diary of the Scorpion Lover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I, it's a good book, guys. <laughs> right. I say that there's a chapter at the end called What No? What No? I'm a divorcee. I'm a mother of two. I had to be very open to what I want. So be very open about what you want moving forward. Right? As I said, the voices will come. But I think once you're intentional about what you want, the possibility will present itself, right? So I said to myself, one divorce is not enough for me to sign off on marriage. Right. You know, completely. Um, What I've learned from my marriage is that we have to be very clear with each other about what marriage will look like. And, you know, and going into as much detail as possible about what your expectations are. Um, right. So that's what I've learned. I know, should I ever get married again, which I am open to, mm-hmm. um, I will take the time to make sure that all the things are communicated and that they're communicated to me and that we're both jumping in with our yes. Right, with a similar, similar right. goal. And for people who are going through a divorce... Um, especially as a parent of any kind, whether you're a father or a mother, it's not the end of the day. It's not the end of the world. As I said, open yourself to possibility. Your person is out there. 
right? And you know, you don't necessarily need to be quote unquote searching because there's a thing that rings true and is we have to be who we want to experience in a relationship. You understand? Yeah. We have to be the things and the qualities. And so I think the time is good spent working on yourself. Absolutely. The time is good spent um, preparing yourself for that moment. And I mean, if you're a parent, trust me, your hands are already full. <laughs> exactly, exactly, so, exactly. And we need to embrace that time to heal. Yes, I mean, take the time. Focus on you. Focus on your children. Focus on your, you understand? If you have no children, still focus on you. Um, because and I always like to think when you're ready, you'll know. Yeah, yeah, you'll know. When you're ready again, you'll know. You know, yeah. But divorce is not the end of the day. It's not the end of the line. Um, and I don't know when since we come into this thing, you divorce one time, it's there's a stigma on you because yeah, all these people have five divorces and are still getting yeah. married. <laughs> look, look at look at J Lo, and I think she's on the final one. I think she's on the final. One. Uh, well, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Listen, life is happening. And and we should and and there's a other saying I love sayings oh my god yes. um that you know I go go allow life to take care of you flow with life and allow it to take care of you right so don't 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 limit yourself to experiencing the best that you can experience because you've gone through something before it just means as me tell my fifteen year old daughter me say look here. When you make mistakes, it not only shows you what you're capable of, but it also shows you what not to do so you can make better decisions thereafter. So, I won't add any more to that. Stephanie, <laughs> um, thank you for being so candid about something that was such a hard part of your life. You know, I always appreciate people coming on the show to share pieces of themselves that actually I am certain go on to empower other people too feel better and to not feel alone yes. <laughs> so so thank you and before we leave tell people where they can find you um website social media uh -huh. this woman has an album called catharsis she has a wonderful book called the diary of a scorpion lover not the a scorpion, scorpion lover is like the animal yeah. yeah um you did the rest of the talking where can they find <laughs> all right well i'm stephanie Hava everywhere that's h-a-v-a so stephanie with a p-h h-a-v-a stephanie Hava everywhere 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 so just google it so just google it my book is called diary of the scorpion lover okay. and it has a little mm -hmm. bit about what we talked about today so if you want to get into some of the juicy details <laughs> yeah no it really is um, interesting about yeah. some of her relationship situations what well written and it's a yeah. good read yeah so and that's available on amazon in paperback and on kindle app so you know especially in these covid times you know if you don't want to order nothing you can just go on the, app, on the kindle app pay <laughs> and yeah, yeah get to reading um yeah and my music is available on all digital platforms you know stephanie have a, my last album was called catharsis right is that one album not two um yes two no okay. two well oh, there Two, because yeah. I'm gonna call my Christmas album as one, yes, and then my EP album. before I had an EP before. So yeah, three body of work. The first right. one was called Real Woman, and then I had a Christmas album, yes. and then Catharsis. Stephanie, thank you so much. And I want you to say it with me for being my guest on Pleasure has been mine, Steph. Thanks again, all right. Thank you so much.
You just listened to episode number 33 of Talk Truth and you don't know already. We thank Stephanie for being so candid and honest and open about her divorce while still respecting her ex-husband, which I really and truly appreciate because timing probably is everything. You know, we evolve so much. Some people remain so bitter outside of divorces and continue to, 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 con- to you know, perpetuate the bitterness and to bring children into the bitterness and create a whole lot of animosity and negative energy that is not really necessary you know the truth is that two people have gone through an experience together and when they entered it they thought it was one thing and as the journey becomes something else and everybody is not gonna have a bed of roses at the end of a marriage and throughout a marriage and that's life and that's why we're here to talk the truth So thank you again, guys, for taking the time to listen. Show us some love, as usual, by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast on iTunes. And follow us on social media. On Facebook, we have a a page. Twitter, at TalkTruthJA. Instagram, at Talk.TruthJA. And I'm also on Instagram as at MarioEvon. Follow me now on TikTok, at MarioEvonJA, to enjoy the fun. And hashtags we use are hashtag TalkTruthJA and hashtag TTWME, TalkTruthWithMe. Find all these episodes on TalkTruthJA.com or in your favorite podcasting app. You can also find episodes at MarioEvan.com under the podcast tab. And if you need to hit us up, send us an email at TalkTruthJA at gmail.com. I am Mario Evan, M to the E, and you've been listening to Talk Truth, a place where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Until next time, guys, stay safe. Blessed love.